0: It is Wednesday, November 11th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by the Fields Auto Group. And now, just back from popping out of the Veterans Day Parade cake float, J.P.
1: Shadrick. There's no cake left! Welcome back. Happy Veterans Day. Welcome into Jaguars happy hour on this Wednesday afternoon, JP Shadrick with you. We're getting ready for the Jaguars and the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field this Sunday. Here's what's coming up on the show today. Of course, Bucky Brooks and John Osier join us as they do every Wednesday. A preview of that game at Lambeau coming up in week 10. The Jags at 1-7 with seven straight losses. The Packers at 6-2 and and well-rested coming off a Thursday night game last week. We'll get a scouts view of Jake Luton's debut performance last week in the losing effort against the Texans. Some good things to take away, though. The defense facing Aaron Rodgers this week. What can they do to slow things down for the Packers offense? The uniform unveiling. Jimmy Luck will join us. We'll look around the AFC South as well this week coming up, and we'll play big game Jaguar, as we always do, and pick a Jaguar to have a big game this Sunday at Lambeau. Bucky Brooks, John Ogier with us now. Bucky out in Los Angeles, California, and a tough task this week, Bucky.
2: Oh, you think a tough task with the Green Bay Packers? uh, One of the top teams with the top quarterback, maybe one of the... uh, Greatest that we've ever seen play the position. Yeah, so it's, a, it's an uphill climb for the Jaguars. We'll see if Jack Smith is up to the task.
1: Yeah, John, that's a pretty fair statement, I think, from Bucky.
3: Well, there's, there are tough tasks, and then there are tasks against an elite quarterback who don't make mistakes at home, which is what this guy Rogers is. I mean, everybody knows how good he is. He's the kind of guy, when he comes to the line of scrimmage, He's going to find your weakness, find the one-on-one matchup, and he's numbingly consistent doing it. So uh, buckle up, Jags.
1: We will uh, get a little deeper into Aaron Rodgers and the matchup the Jaguars' defense has this week a little later in the show today. Let's start off with the Jaguars' quarterback, Jake Luton, last week. He got the start in his first NFL appearance last week. And he'll play again this week. Gardner Minshew, of course, still out. Now let's get right to the scouts' view of things. Bucky, looking back at it, what was good? What was bad? What 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 did you make of Jake Luton's first performance?
2: I thought it was a very solid debut. You see the numbers right there. It had over three hundred yards. Had a touchdown. Had a rushing touchdown. And. What he displayed is exactly what the offense needed. They needed to be able to push the ball down the field. They did that. He was able to get DJ Chark involved. That kind of loosened the box up, which created opportunities for James Robinson and some of the other playmakers to get involved. And I would say he showed surprising poise and confidence for a guy making his first start. Had some missteps and probably should have had a couple of turnovers, uh, balls that he threw to the other team. But overall, a very, very solid debut, and I can see why the coaches are encouraged enough to give him another start.
1: John, Jay Gruden was um, not amazed, but uh, he said it was an outstanding performance considering everything that was going in leading up to that ball game last week.
3: Yeah, Jay was very specific about some of the things he did well. Jay's sort of one-on-one closer to him on the sidelines, seeing his poise, seeing how he handles things. Jay also obviously knows what he's being told to do once he goes out on the field and how that's being translated. So for Jay, who you know, isn't really given to hyperbole, you know, one thing about him, this is our first year of dealing with him, he's pretty honest and he doesn't really go out there to praise unless it's warranted. He was over the top. Now, he also said, obviously, there's a lot of things he'd like to have back. He wants to do some interceptions. Jay didn't mention that specifically, but we all saw it. So he was, you know, he was measured with it. But hey, as Doug said this morning, Doug Marone, or Monday, this is basically preseason game one. So you're going to have some picks. You're going to have some things go wrong. But as Jay said, unbelievably, uh, you know, productive and error-free for the most part for a guy's first game.
1: Yeah, that's, that's big stuff. How important was that that opening deep ball, Bucky, you think to, not just for confidence, but for the way the rest of the game might've been called? Oh, well, I thought it was
2: very important. I think it was very important, not only for him, but for the rest of the team. The fact that it came on a third down and long situation, third and eight, he was able to dial up a bomb to DJ Chark. Um, one, I think it speaks volumes about his own confidence that he made the read and he decided to take the shot when I don't know if anyone in the building would have said, hey, Ricky, take a shot down the field. But when he hit that play, it, it kind of changed, obviously, the way the Texans have to defend them because now you got to back up, you have to respect and defend every yard on the field, and that created more room for James Robinson in ground attack and allowed them to do more things. And so it has been the part of the offense that has been missing that vertical stretch part, and it's one of the things that when you add that, it changes how you have to play against the Jags offense.
1: John, obviously DJ Chark made that catch. He had six other catches in the game. We heard from DJ today. You know, there was a little frustration starting to creep out a couple weeks ago from him, it felt like, about the way things were going, I think, for the entire team, but for him as well and the offense. And uh, you know, he, he left some things out there a little bit last week, but you get a 73-yarder and, and a bunch of other catches on top of that, that's not a bad day at the office for DJ.
3: I think he's shown by now in the last year and a half, whatever, yeah, it, that he might have some ups and downs because all receivers do because of the way teams defend them. But he's good, and he's going to remain good. He's very close to being a big-time elite one. He's This team's one, but he – He's getting into a different echelon pretty soon. Uh, I, I think some of his frustration a couple weeks back, as much as it was with you know, the balls being thrown and all that speculation, he was also playing injured. And Jay Gruden mentioned that today. Last week, he had a full week of practice. You could tell he had repped. You could tell he was ready. Something real interesting he said on Sunday after that game was that that play that they got early, the 73-yarder, Texans hadn't, start, hadn't started at that point shading the defense his way. He said the safety was playing honest. And he talked about it for a little while, and then his last line of the quote was, we hit it, you only get that chance once. I thought that was sort of you know, insightful for how this game really worked. They weren't going to get that route again. Fans can, can, can say, why didn't they go back? Why didn't they keep doing it? Teams aren't stupid. Teams go get that when it's there. They hit it when it counted, and uh, credit to him. I thought that set up a lot of what happened underneath the rest of the game.
2: John, let me say this because I think you make a great observation coming off of what DJ said. Um, We call those lottery tickets, and the great quarterbacks, they cash in the lottery tickets every time they get them. And I'm not going to call Jake Luton a great quarterback, but what happens is when you get an opportunity like that to dial one up, You have to to hit it because you can't go back and get that later in the game. And by hitting that, DJ Chark alluded to, now you saw the safety begin to shade over his direction. When they start making adjustments to defend number 17, it creates opportunities for other guys. That's why when you get an opportunity to dial one up and get a big play to your number one player, you have to hit it because it creates other opportunities that other guys can take advantage of.
1: All right, moving it ahead now, the Jaguars in week 10 head to Green Bay to face the Packers. Let's touch on the Packers' defense. Adaria Smith, through uh, nine weeks of the season, has seven sacks so far up front. They've got Chris Barnes playing well, linebacker. They've got uh, J.R. Alexander, who's, uh, I think, in concussion protocol this week, but a top corner on their team as well. What kind of defense can the Jags expect, Bucky, this week in, in Green Bay?
2: Well, they definitely won't be what they saw last week. Last week, they saw a very static defense, a defense that didn't dial it up and put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. This week, he will see every conceivable blitz and simulated pressure to test his mind. And so Jake Luton will have to really be on his P's and Q's, and Jake Gruden will have to do a really good job of having a game plan that gives him a lot of answers to the pressure that he's going to face. So whether they're using sight adjustments and hot routes or whether they have swings and screens and those things, they have to be prepared for Mike Pettin sending five, six, sometimes seven rushers at the young quarterback to see how he responds to being hit in the pocket and how he responds to really having to deal with the blitz and the pressure that they like to bring.
1: Yeah, John, that's, that's the way uh, you know, the, the second, third, fourth games out can be tougher than the first because all of a sudden you might have a little bit of a book on a young quarterback.
3: Well, it's everything. It's, it, it's the pitching analogy from your old sport, JP, baseball, second time through the league, third time through the league. That's when you really find out who a pitcher is. Exact same thing with quarterback. I don't even really, you know, I care about what happens out of Lute in the next couple of weeks because I'm not. I'm not a heartless ogre. But really, <laughs> after that, come three or four weeks in, once teams have all the tape, if you remember right, that's really when it started drifting a little bit from Minshew last year. He was great, and then all of a sudden the Saints came up with something that worked. Now all of a sudden teams started doing that over and over again, the soft zone, everything we already know, and it really fell off after that and continued into this year. So I think the interesting thing this week for the Jaguars will be, Can they have some success early? Luton have some success against what they're going to see from Green Bay. Get the Packers back a little bit. Green Bay's run defense has really struggled. That doesn't matter unless you can get the defense back a little bit. If they think they can bunch up and and they're not scared of Luton, they can stop James Robinson. If they're a little shy about Luton and have to play back, James Robinson could have a big day.
2: You know, John Mick? Make, make no mistake yeah, go ahead. Yeah, make no b- mistake about the Packers' defense. As much as I talk about them wanting to dial up pressure, they've had a tough time getting to the quarterback, and they've had a tough time uh, consistently stopping quarterbacks that get into a rhythm. And so Mike Pettin may want to dial it up and bring pressure, whatever, but they are definitely vulnerable. And, John, you brought up the biggest weakness. They have a tough time stopping the run. And so if Jay Gruden is committed to running the football with James Robinson, if they can have a level of success – they can shrink this game, much like the NCAA tournament. If you're playing against Virginia and Wisconsin, this could be a slow-down, half-court game, and we may not get a chance to see Aaron Rodgers take a lot of three-point shots. I air it out again. I
3: like it. Everybody no. Last week, air it out. Air it out.
2: No. We want to slow this see? one down. Half-court basketball. Uh,
1: half-court. That's right. <laughs> And keep Aaron Rodgers sitting on the sideline <laughs> drinking Gatorade, right? That's a pretty good idea. And by the way, breaking news, John O'Sher is not a heartless ogre? I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. That's uh, really good to know. Let's come back in a moment. We'll flip things around here and get into the Jaguars defensive matchup this week. Tough one against the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, one of the greats to ever do it. We are off and running Jaguars Happy Hour, brought to you by Fields Cadillac of Jacksonville and Fields Cadillac St. Augustine, members of the Fields Auto Group. It is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
0: You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz,
4: Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group. Proud partners of
0: change without notice equal housing opportunity
1: pinpoint the official signage partner of the jacksonville jaguars helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand your company's identification advertising and even the words you use make an impression on your clients with pinpoint as your coach you can make sure it's a good impression pinpoint provides a creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com.
0: Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure, and Baptist Health, changing health care for good.
1: Welcome back. Farah and Farah. remind you to continue to wear a mask and help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Farah and Farah, protecting you and your family since 1979. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on Wednesday afternoons. J.P. Shadrick, Bucky Brooks, and John Osier, The Jaguars and the Green Bay Packers coming up Sunday 1 o'clock at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Temperatures in the mid-40s. There is about 50% chance of rain on the forecast Sunday as well. So it's Aaron Rodgers and all the weapons on offense against the Jags defense that has struggled as of late, and uh, they had a a little better game than they had in in past weeks, in last week's matchup against the Texans. Uh, This is, uh, John, obviously a, a very, very, very difficult matchup, and it won't be this difficult again until next week when the Steelers come in as well. But let's start with this one.
3: Well, you know, I think this is more difficult than the Steelers game, frankly, because, A, it's this week, so I'm gonna hype this one up and then you do the same thing next week. But at least you're at home next week. You'll have a few fans. You've got a little experience faring well against the Steelers. They haven't played Rodgers in forever. Nobody on this defense, I don't think, has played Rodgers in this scheme. to me, it's all about Aaron's ability to get to the line. He's in Matt LaFleur's offense, which he's very comfortable with. He wasn't comfortable last year. He's a 35-year-old guy who has seen everything. He's certainly seen everything the Jaguars are going to try, even the Amoeba Blitz, even the stuff that they tried last week. He's seen it. He will have a couple of plays where you're, you're rolling him back and the announcers are pointing out, how did he see this one-on-one matchup? He sees it because he's two steps ahead of defenses at this point in his career. He's incredibly dangerous on a play-to-play basis. And again, like I said earlier, he's numbingly consistent at it. And he'll make you jump off sides and go deep on you. So there's that.
1: Yeah, full package here,
2: Bucky. Yeah, you know, John, when, when when I look at this, it, it reminds me, I want to say the Jaguars played the Packers a few years ago. Uh, I had a conversation with Dwayne Walker back then, and he talked about the Packers' offense is not necessarily what they do on schedule. It's when the play breaks down and Aaron Rodgers buys time. And how you really have to drill with these young set of DBs. Can they plaster? Can they stay with their guys beyond the normal Timing of the play. So when Aaron Rodgers is running around buying time, can C.J. Henderson and Sidney Jones and Trey Herndon can they stay with their guys down the field? Because that's when the big plays typically happen in this offense, not when they just draw it up and diagram it. It's when Aaron Rodgers kind of leaves the pocket and they begin to do the scramble drill. And so this will be a huge challenge for the Jaguars because I would say there's one receiver that you have to really make note of, and that is Devonte Adams. The rest of the guys are just OK, but it's can you defend the quarterback, the number one receiver, and then Aaron Jones in the backfield? That is the challenge and the sticking point for the Jaguars.
1: Yeah, Aaron and Jones JP. in that run game, too, can sneak up on you. Yeah, John.
3: He might be as good as anybody in the last 25 years to do what Bucky's talking about, meaning he can run. If, if your DBs turn and run away in man, he can run and pick up 15 yards. If they're playing zone or if they start watching him, he can delay time. He can look downfield. can you know, Every quarterback that's great has their special trait. I covered Peyton. He was unbelievable with the line. Brady's accuracy, all that stuff, his ability to get the ball out, great. You know, trump card or whatever you call it, being able to throw from anywhere on the field in any position six, seven seconds after the play, that's what makes him a potential Rushmore guy, or whatever you call it.
1: <laughs> One of the top four in uh, league history. I like that. Um, so, Miles Jack last well, I mean, week.
3: He's in the conversation. Uh, yeah,
1: he's up there. Uh, there's no doubt
3: about that. Yeah.
1: Um, Miles Jack last week was back to full strength, it felt like, guys. And had a great day at the office again. And he's going to need another great day at the office this week. How about Miles's game, John, last week?
3: Well, it. It was great, and I think what is notable is that it wasn't surprising. He has been at a high level consistently. When he's been healthy, he's been the best player on the team. You know, with apologies to James Robinson, DJ Shark, Josh Allen, whatever. Miles has been the best player on the team. It, it's not always easy at weak side linebacker to have standout plays in every game. You're pursuing, but some things have to go your way. The play he had the other day where, you know, he knocked the tar out of the uh, Texans running back, that was a big-time play on a lot of levels. He gets around a block. Even after that, he gets in position to make a huge hit. He's it, – it's too bad the Jaguars are 1-7 for many reasons. But it, for Miles, <laughs> it's too bad because he's an all-pro Pro Bowl guy. He's playing like it. He deserves that recognition. I don't know if he'll get it, but, uh, you know, JP, you've heard me say it a million times, he's been over-criticized around here for a long time. He wasn't as bad in middle last year, people thought, but boy, is he playing well right now. I'm, John, yeah, you, love you're him. right on it.
2: He is playing at an all-pro level. Now, you have to win enough games so you can get that recognition, but uh, he's an impactful player. He is everything that we all thought that he would be coming out of UCLA. And I think it's really more important now, based on what Todd Wash is considering doing in terms of adding more pressure, doing more blitzing. This, look, Miles Jack is a five-star player. He is their best defensive player right now as, as we look at the current composition of the roster. They have to utilize him in a variety of ways and let him impact the game. Even though this is, this is Aaron Rodgers that the Jaguars are facing. I would expect Miles Jack to be a big part of the game plan and that game plan should feature him on a bunch of blitzes coming from all over the place to see if he can hit the quarterback a few times.
1: So you would blitz a little bit more on Rogers, Bucky.
2: Oh uh, yeah. Because if you go going to sit back and play like Toy soldiers, he is absolutely going to carve us up like it's Thanksgiving. Like we, we can't just sit back and play zone and look at his eyes because he'll just mesmerize us and nickel and diamond all the way down the field. And so I, I think this has to be a game where, look, man, just throw caution into the wind. I'm not saying that you're reckless, but I don't believe that you can just play it safe and, and try and bend but don't break the entire game. He, he'll do that. You have to dial up pressure. You have to see if you can create a negative play and get them behind the chains and 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 just roll the dice. And so C.J. Henderson, Sidney Jones, they're going to have to hold up on the island. All right, guys.
3: Yeah,
1: one uh, point. We, we've noted on this. Go JP. ahead, John. Yeah, go
3: ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Ben but don't break is great against a quarterback who you believe will eventually make a mistake if you give a guy 12 plays, that's what Ben but don't break is. it's the philosophy that if you give an offense 10 or 15 plays eventually they're going to make a mistake at home especially this guy never makes a mistake So you can't play that against him
1: all right mercedes lewis is part of the attack and we are we, we've noted on this program before the Jaguars struggles at times against tight ends john we know Mercedes very well, of course, from our, his time here. Uh, it, I, I'm going to guess he is highly motivated for this football game. Uh, not in a bad way, because I don't think he you know, has anything out for the Jags, but he did play here for a long time, and I think he wanted to stay here for his whole career, but now he's wearing Packers green.
3: Well, I'm sure he is, and it, when Mercedes is done, he'll be a guy who's back here. You'll see him every now and then. You know he live in LA, so he'll be here every day. But, you know, he'll be a Jaguar for life when he retires. But yes, he wanted to stay. And yes, there are people in this front office who were here when he made the decision or who were here when he left. So, you know, he's not a major part of their passing offense. But would it surprise me, JP, if on second and goal from the six, if they dialed one up for Mercedes? Uh, not really. That would be about what I would expect.
2: I mean, I mean, let, let's be honest. I don't want to be critical of a of a of a great a legend, but they only can dial it up from the six for Mercedes. I don't know if we've seen him, but Mercedes is more offensive tackle than tight end. So I don't I don't know if we have to do anything extra to take care of him. He can catch the ball down near the, the red zone, but he's not a major part of what they do offensively. It's a nice story. He's going to be motivated. But I would think his contributions would be minimal at best coming into this. Now, I say that he'll probably have a three-touchdown game. And then on the postgame show, I have to talk about it. But I'll take my chances with that.
1: Bulletin board material from Bucky Brooks. Thanks a lot. Just just what we need this week. Great. Well done. Yeah, we will remind you of that in the postgame. Hopefully it does not happen like that this week. Uh, All right, so you mentioned blitzing a little bit more. You know, John, Doug Marone was asked about the the pass rush being close, and he said, you know, yeah, they're close, but it's got to be better, you know, uh, with the four and rushing the quarterback and all that. I know it's a tough task this week, but how close are they? And it feels like we have this conversation every week, John.
3: Well, I don't know that we were having it. For three or four weeks there, we weren't having it because they weren't close. So uh, it, they have been closer the last three weeks. And, you know, I think last week, had they not been playing Deshaun Watson, a, a, a quarterback not only with the speed to escape, but with the physical strength to escape a lot, I think we'd have been talking about a 4-5 sack game. They were significantly better in the pass rush last week than they had been. When Doug says he doesn't want to talk about it, Doug's not going to sit there on a conference call or a video conference and praise a team when you've lost seven in a row. He's just not, he can't get there. He's not going to be that guy. This is not going to be a great pass rush this year, but it certainly has shown more signs of being able to get a break in serve, an occasional sack. A few weeks ago, it would have shocked me if they'd sacked Aaron Rodgers because they just weren't getting any pressure. Now, you can see him dialing up a few. They give the Packers problems. The problem with that is when it doesn't get home, just like we saw last week and you're rushing sick, when those blitzes don't get home against Aaron Rodgers, you're in a lot of trouble. But I think they'll get some pressure and I think they'll get burned by it a few times too because that's what happens.
2: <laughs> way to be optimistic, way to be optimistic. Um, I will say this, it's a coordinated effort between the rush and the coverage. And as we've gotten better coverage in the back end, the pass rush has been a a, a bigger factor and part of the defensive game plan. I would say Sidney Jones emerging as a legitimate starter opposite C.J. Henderson gives them an opportunity because he's been able to hold up in coverage. If they're able to hold up in coverage, then I think it gives Todd Watts the confidence to be able to dial up more pressure. The, the, The interesting thing in watching this game will be Devontae Adams and how do the Jaguars attempt to cover him. If they go one-on-one and say, hey, C.J. Henderson, have your way with arguably the best wide receiver in football, it could be problematic. That is the matchup to watch because that would dictate whether Ty Watts can really aggressively come after Aaron Rodgers. JP. Yes, John. Yes.
3: I just want to clarify here. Bucky kind of laughed (laughs) like I'm being Joe negative. But around here, we've been hearing for three years more blitz, more blitz, more blitz. Well, you saw it on Sunday. Blitzing was terrific, and it got more pressure. And yet, two of the big plays in the game—the 77-yarder and the, and the 50-yarder—they were blitzing. So it's it's the blitz giveth, Buck, but the blitz taketh away.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that, that, that's that's part of the deal. You live and die by the blitz. Like it's it, it's one or the other. But I don't know, man. Do you want them to pull the plug? But you got to do it. it. That is slow death that we've been seeing—the first—I mean, either way, the the result is inevitable. Which way do you want to go?
1: You got you got to swing the bat—that's for sure. Uh, we'll see if they can turn it up this week against the Packers. Uh, let's come back in a moment. We'll find out what the Jags will wear on the frozen tundra this week at Lambeau Field. Jimmy Luck, Head Equipment Manager, joins us. We're halfway home. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network.
0: You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. without notice equal housing opportunity
2: at ViStar we believe in better especially in helping build a better financial future for our members so we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up we've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA.
0: Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited and ADECO. Visit ADECOUSA.com.
1: Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. The Jags and the Green Bay Packers coming up in week 10. It's the start of the second half, and it is a tough second half. Only one team in the entire eight games remaining has a losing record. That's the Minnesota Vikings. The Packers are 6-2, and two, and they will host the Jaguars this Sunday at Lambeau Field. J.P. Shadrick, Bucky Brooks, John Osier, and Jaguars Head Equipment Manager Jimmy Luck joining us on the program today, as he does every Wednesday to unveil the uniforms. Jimmy Luck, what's up? Where are you? You're, you're at the, the stadium, right?
4: What's going on, guys? How you doing? I'm cutting in and out a little bit, maybe. I don't know. You hear me all right? Uh, we got you clearly. You got. Do you have okay, us clearly? Cool. This is like yeah, one of those Microsoft enough. I mean, teams. if you're breaking
1: up, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, uh, Jimmy. Glad to have you. Uh, let's uh, let's start off with the recap of last week's Salute to Service game. Uh, a lot of guys had the camouflage stuff around and the hats and everything going on. That was seemed like a success last week.
4: Yeah, it went pretty good. That was our home game and us being a uh, military town, you know, we kind of do it up a little bit for that one. Um, It'll be salute to service again for us this week uh, up in Green Bay. They'll have it on as well. Um, And we'll have, um, may not, may not need them, but uh, Oakley has sent us some sunglasses that have little uh, um, American flag logos to wear this weekend. So um, hopefully it'll be sunny enough to where we can uh, get them out. Yeah,
1: 45 rain in the forecast. Uh, at what point do you pull out the, the, the heavy coats? Is there a certain temperature? I know it's Green Bay. I know it's mid-November. It's not really late in the year yet, but is this one of those? We have to go to the trunk and bring out the, the heavy gear.
4: Well, we're hoping not to have to do that. Um, the good thing with us, uh, we're sending a truck up driving, so we can just throw some extra stuff on the truck and uh, hopefully we won't need it we can leave it packed and everything will be good but it's um you know it's kind of that tricky when it's you know 40 degrees and rainy that's probably the worst case scenario you'd almost rather it be a little colder and actually snowing um which sounds terrible but (laughs) but it is what it is you know it's uh um it's good i mean we'll be ready for whatever we have if it's real cold or if it's warm or not so um rel for their speaking, it'll be warm, 45. For us, it'll be really cold.
3: Yes, John. Jim, Jimmy, have you ever, and you may not want to share, and if you don't, I, I understand. But have you ever had one where you went to a cold-weather city, thought it was going to be warm, and then all of a sudden you're up there and, uh-oh, this is a little colder than I thought. Um, not, not being unprepared.
4: I mean, you always have it just in case, um, there are times when you go somewhere and you think it's not going to be that cold and it's a little bit colder and then it feels really cold because you were expecting it to be, you know, 35 and it's really 28 and it feels like it's four. But like when we went to Pittsburgh a couple of years ago and we knew it was going to be cold, um, you know, you have a little different mindset. At least for me now, players they think it's cold all the time if it gets below sixty. So um, I guess that's part of. Yeah, okay, but what
3: you think being is more important than that, Jimmy?
1: <laughs> yeah, what, what Jimmy thinks is the most important, right, Bucky?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Jimmy, having played up in Green Bay a few times um, and spent some time there, that grass can be a little tricky with with the mud and those things. Do you have to have extra to? really deal with if it's kind of muddy if it's kind of sticky if the grass is a little higher than the turf that we normally see
4: each and every week in Jacksonville yeah we bring uh everybody's got their screw ends ready to go um I talked to you know the team that played up there the last game against Green Bay and then talking to Green Bay um they you know they say the field's in actually really good shape for this time of year um they do like to keep it a little longer um You know, it is a little bit more uh, like a rye grass, so it is a little bit kind of slick. You know, as we're more used to kind of like a Bermuda, a thicker, dense kind of grass down here. So, but we'll have the we'll have the um, the screw ends ready to go. Um, You know, it gets a you know, there's different lengths for the screw ends, uh, but unless you're adding the long ones, you really don't need the screw ends because they're the same length as the short screw in. Um, so we'll have that trunk ready to go. Uh, guys are kind of prepared for it. Um, we actually kind of on the, the lookout this past week, just because of, you know, we weren't sure how wet it was going to get over the, uh, Georgia, Florida game. But, um, so, you know, we've got shoes on shoes and, you know, so it's, it's not really an issue.
1: All right, now the moment we wait for every week. We can't wait for it, and it, it finally does come on Wednesdays. It is time now to unveil the uniforms this week. The, the Packers have one of the great traditional uniforms in all of sports. What will the Jaguars wear opposite them this week, Jimmy?
4: So, because we're on the road, we'll end up wearing our, uh, our white jerseys. And you can see you got the uh, military captain's patch again this week. And then we will go with um, the black pants. So kind of the, uh, we've kind of traditionally worn this when it gets a little colder on the road.
1: Very nice. White over black. Good look for the Jags this week at Lambeau Field. Uh, Hey, Jimmy, uh, enjoy the trip. I know uh, Lambeau's fun. I I was there in 2012, the, the last time the Jags. We're there, and uh, it was my first time in there, so it's pretty cool to see all the names and everything. Uh, uh, when you are obviously grow up watching football, you you go to Lambeau for the first time. It's pretty neat stuff. So enjoy the trip. I know you've been up there a few times. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but you know, do, never mind the ghosts. Go play and bring back a a winning result, Jimmy. How about that?
4: All right, I'll do I'll do the best I can. I'll give it all I got. Thank you, on, Jimmy, thank you dove. for that,
1: Jimmy. Luck. He always does. He always brings the heat. Jimmy Luck, head equipment manager, white over black this week for the Jags at Lambeau Field in Green Bay against the Packers. And we're back in a moment looking through the AFC South and we'll play big game Jaguar. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
3: The best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We
0: all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Farrah and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side.
3: Farrah and Farrah, here for you, here for good. Jacksonville
1: Coming down the home stretch of Jaguars Happy Hour, the Jags have introduced Jags at Home an interactive second screen experience on Jaguars game days featuring Ashton Sullivan and Eric Dunn. Each Sunday, you'll have a chance to win $10,000 in cash and prizes, and they'll divvy it up at the end of each quarter. Visit JagsAtHome.com for all the information on how you can play and how you can win. Uh, we're back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. J.P. Shadrick, Bucky Brooks, John Osier. We'll play big game Jaguar coming up in just a moment. Let's look first at what's coming up in the AFC South this week starting tomorrow night. Colts 5-3. Texans, or Titans rather, six and two. The Texans are not six and two, they're the other way around. The Titans are six and two, and they're in first place. And this should be a good Thursday night football game, John.
3: Yeah, and it's huge, I think, for both teams who have sort of gotten here with some fits and starts. For the Titans, it's obviously huge, because they lost two before they won last week. If they lose, all of a sudden, it's uh, three out of four. For the Colts, it's even bigger, though, because there's still this team that, for whatever reason, people in Indy don't seem to completely believe in it. They're 5-3, and meaning observers in Indy. Uh, they've lost to the good teams they've played a lot. Um, if they lose this, all of a sudden, they're two games out. So big, big, big for the Colts, uh, but I think the Titans win this and pull away. I think they're the best team in the division.
2: Yeah, this is an interesting matchup when you look at this. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, a lot of it hangs on and hinges on Phillip Rivers' ability to make plays. When he turns the ball over, they lose. When he takes care of the football and they're able to run the ball and lean on their defense, they win. So a lot of it is on number 17. How he plays will ultimately determine whether the Colts are able to win and make a run in this division. And you've got Amazon Prime tomorrow, Bucky, is that right? I do. I'm excited about the matchup. Amazon Prime, we, we, we're covering it. So we get a chance to see what this division is going to shake out like.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the Texans, the aforementioned Texans, at 2-6 and six against the Browns. And uh, the Jags will get the Browns a little bit later in this month, John. But, uh, you know, the Texans' two wins, obviously, against the Jags. Um, this Browns team is a little bit surprising this year. What do you think of this one?
3: Well, here are the Browns in... I haven't haven't watched them extensively. But there's a bunch of teams at the top this year. Some of them feel, quote, gettable by lesser teams, and some of them don't. To me, the Packers, Saints, teams like that aren't going to lose to teams they shouldn't lose to. The Browns are still one of those teams, though, that hasn't quite proven that they're not gettable by a lesser team. It's why I don't think it's ridiculous to think the Jaguars could compete with them down the road. So for the Browns, that's still what... Games against the quote lesser teams are still big because they've got to prove that they're going to get through those to have a good record when they play the good team.
2: You talk about having something to prove. Baker Mayfield has to prove that he can be a big time performer. There was conversation about, oh, this offense is better without OBJ because Baker Mayfield won't be distracted or compelled to throw the ball in number 13's direction. Well, now you remove that piece and we'll see how good Baker Mayfield is. And this is very important because he is due like to make they have to make a decision on that fifth year option. And so time is ticking on Baker Mayfield to show us if he's worthy of being not only the number one pick, but worthy being a franchise quarterback that's paid like one.
1: Bucky, make the decision now. Are you giving him the fifth year or not?
2: I I wouldn't. I think I would always want better. I think he's fine, but I I, I think in Jacksonville, we've seen what fine will get you. I, I think you always want more. And even though he was drafted number one, I think you want a guy that when all is going bad, he's able to sustain you on the strength of his play. And I don't think Baker Mayfield can do that.
1: There you have it. Look around the AFC South, Texans at the Browns, the Colts of the Titans on Thursday night. Time now for big game Jaguar. We pick our Jaguar to have a big game. On Sunday this week, it's at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, in case you've just joined us. The Jaguars are facing the Green Bay Packers this week in week 10. Bucky Brooks, get us started with your big game Jaguar.
2: We've already talked about him early in the show. Miles Jack has to be the big game guy. Like When we come into this, the the only guy who can erase and nullify uh, Aaron Rodgers is Miles Jack by knocking Aaron Rodgers around. In the games that teams have had the most success against the Packers, it's been because they've been able to get around Aaron Rodgers and make him uncomfortable. Miles Jack is the designated playmaker for the Jaguars. He has to make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable in the pocket.
1: 11 tackles a week
3: ago, John Ogier, who you got? Well, this is a leap of faith because he struggled last week. And I'll confess, I chose C.J. Henderson, the cornerback, because, it, you know, he's going to be under huge pressure this week, Devontae Adams, no matter who he covers, it's going to be a big-time challenge with Aaron Rodgers over there. But I guess I wanted to use it. Bucky, he struggled on paper last week. How much is he struggling? What's his future? Can he recover from this? Where is he at right now, and what do you see from him going forward, CJ?
2: I think eventually he's going to be fine. I, I think like most young players, even high draft picks, He's finding out the speed and the tempo is a little different the National Football League. He's also finding out that when you're on the island in the National Football League and you're perceived to be a number one corner, you can get everyone's best shot. And so I think his biggest issue to me is focus, the ability to focus down in, down out, to be able to do the technique consistently to be able to play with the urgency and intensity that is necessary. You could say a lot of things about Jalen Ramsey when Jalen Ramsey was there, but Jalen Ramsey showed you what a top corner looks like when he competes on a down by down basis. We need CJ Henderson to up his intensity, his urgency and his focus to be a number one uh, cornerback, not only for this team, but to be a premier one in the league.
1: Matchup for him this week. Uh, CJ Henderson for John Osher. I'm going to go in the running game, and James Robinson had 99 yards and a touchdown a week ago, and to use the reference from earlier, you know, if the Jaguars can use the shot clock and slow down the game and maybe play a 55-50 basketball yeah. type game, slow it down, beat the clock, keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, sipping Gatorade, James Robinson. And if they can get a couple shots early, open it up. It opens it up for James, I think, to, to have a nice day. Though the Packers are okay against the run, at least statistically. Uh, I think this is James Robinson's type of day on the frozen tundra. So there you have it. Big game Jaguar. I've got James Robinson. Osher has CJ Henderson. Bucky has Miles Jack. Tough task like this it. week, gentlemen. Jags, I like it. Packers. Oh boy, this is going to be a tough one. But hey, go up there and play your best game, right, John?
2: Oh no, no, okay, no! Throw no, it! No, no, no. not gun <laughs> No, but he's got to be At,
3: effective, Bucky. He has, he ab, has to ab, be effective ab, when they have absolutely him Absolutely not! Like, look, he's to keep out- him in the basket. Aaron Rodgers, Bucky.
2: To 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 use the basketball analogy that we've talked about. This is a game early on. And I'll know by the game plan if we're on the right pace. If Jake Luton is snapping the ball before there are five seconds left on the play clock, we're all wrong. This should be one where we're trying to reduce the number of total possessions in the game from the jump. Drain it all the way down. If we could be a spirit animal, we need to be a turtle. We need to play slow, slow, <laughs> slow. <laughs>
1: The Jacksonville Terrapins this week <laughs> face the Green Bay Packers. Lambeau <laughs> Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. That'll do it for our program today. John Ozer's riding. Bucky, we'll see you in the post-game show cut up this weekend. Have a good game tomorrow night for the uh, Titans and the Colts. For our entire crew, for John Bucky, I'm JP Shadrick. Thank you for watching. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network.